0: ready to light that fire by doing the things that make you come alive? Welcome to Health Raisers, a podcast for wise women. I'm your host, Dr. Nadine. I left a soul-crushing medical career full of bad news and evolved into a joyful health integration coach, helping hundreds of women find their healthy. You're more than your dress size. Stop putting up with toxic relationships, swallowing your true emotions, and sacrificing your mental health. Stop using your body as a battlefield. You're always giving. You deserve to put yourself first, not just for your sake, but for those you love. Wise women, Let's make ourselves a priority right now. It's time to raise some health together. If you're ready to take the first step, visit npkhealthintegration.com and take the free questionnaire to assess where you are in your health journey right now. And if you're ready to take a bolder step into possibility with your health journey, email me at npk at npkhealthintegration.com to learn more about classes and coaching. Hello, ladies. Today, my guest is Alison Coates. Alison is a remarkable, beautiful storyteller, and I am so happy to have her on the podcast today to talk about a greater meaning of health. We're going to have this conversation based on the assertion that health is not the absence of disease. Welcome, Alison.
1: Thank you, Nadine. <laughs> it's so good to be with you.
0: It is a pleasure to have you here. We're going to jump right into it because you and I have already started to have this deep conversation and I just want to, I want to go there with you. So I'm going to start with asking you, what does being a healthy woman in community mean to you?
1: Oh, what a great question. Yeah, there's, there's yeah, so much in there around being a healthy woman and being in community and I'm, yeah, I'm exploring what healthy means to me that I I have a, a chronic illness. I have ME, chronic fatigue syndrome, which I've had for a very long time. And I've had a an up and down relationship with it and how it's impacted me. And I'm, yeah, really fascinated by community and what it means to me. And, and, and its role for other people that I've been over the last few years, I have survived through online community, which has been just such a, I don't know, a revelation and a comfort and the, the deep connections that have happened by regular, regular Zoom calls with, with people who I've never met, <laughs> but I hope to meet <laughs> one day. And then I've I've also, I've moved at the beginning of this year, I've moved to a, a remote village in Scotland where I didn't know anybody and I'm getting to know people and finding my way to be part of a, a real life community. Yeah, it just feels so important.
0: So let's break it down since it is a big question. Let's isolate the health part. Uh, so what does being a healthy woman mean to you in the past, present and going forward into the future?
1: Yeah, well, I suppose in the past, being a healthy woman probably meant being a particular slim size mm-hmm. and probably wearing Lycra at least three times a week to do <laughs> Probably step aerobics classes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I remember those well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very particular, yeah, way of of being healthy, and and then I suppose sort of in in the middle, it's like I, I don't, I don't even think I thought about my health or being a healthy woman. I was just lost in being a single mother, hmm. and. Yeah, dealing with, dealing with all that entailed and yeah, raising, raising two boys. Yeah, I was lost. Hmm. And I remember it must be, it must be five, five or six years ago. Somebody said to me, she said, what does Alison want? And I was completely thrown by her question. It's like, I had, I had no idea. It was it was such a shock that I didn't know what I wanted and it just it felt like oh, that was the culmination of of 20 years of, of raising raising
0: children and losing myself it sounds like survival you were in survival mode does that sound yeah. right yeah it was survival and I'm sure it couldn't help. It could not have been helped by the fact that you uh, were dealing with the chronic fatigue syndrome at the same time and not being taken seriously as you would have liked by physicians at first, at least.
1: Yeah, that made it really challenging because I was being told that there was nothing wrong with me, that I would present with symptoms and I would be sent for blood tests and. results would come back and they'd say you're fine they're Mm. all normal Mm. and I didn't feel fine so it it was then sort of added to the symptoms that I was having was then the the confusion and the the mental health issues that came out of not being believed and Mm -hmm. then not being able to trust myself it's like Mm. am I am I just making this up Mm. what and then pretending to myself that it it wasn't a thing. It was like, well, if, if I'm being told that I'm fine, then I must be fine. I just need to push through, which doesn't work. And and then I would, yeah, crash. and But I still had to keep going because it was just me and my two sons. How did you cope? Um, I'm not sure that I did, but I must mm. have done because I'm, mm. I'm still here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got through. And I was thinking, yeah, one of the things, it's that community aspect was, yeah, being, being part of a community that I'd moved to a new area and my, sent my boys to a, a Steiner school. And, yeah, I have this habit of moving to places where I don't know anybody. <laughs> so I didn't know anybody, but I knew that I wanted my children to go to this particular school and and what blew me away was the sense of community that came with that school but it wasn't something i'd experienced before but there was this feeling of of connection and that i mattered and it wasn't mm. it wasn't just about the children mm. it was like they recognized that the parents are rather important
0: <laughs> <sighs> that's lovely
1: yeah so there were things Things that happened like parents' evening that at their previous school, parents' evening meant you got a 10-minute slot to speak one-to-one with their teacher who would try and tell you something nice. <laughs> 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 but, but then in this Steiner School, the, the parents' evenings were all of the parents of the children Sitting in a circle with the teacher, and the teacher would talk about the class and what was happening in the class, and the teacher that yeah, and it was just it was like, wow, this this is community. This is us coming together to support the class as a whole, and it's not about competition. And oh well, my my little boy, he got top grades. It was like, no, the class are all in this together, and the parents are all in it together too and it was it was just amazing and then to have so my eldest was he was a teenager by then and and in his his secondary school there was no contact with any parents who had no I had no idea Mm. who he was mixing with and then suddenly I I was in a room with the parents of his new friends and and it just I think we had some (laughs) There were some awkward and interesting conversations as these teenagers explored things that teenagers (laughs) explore. (laughs) But it felt so healthy that Mm. we were able
0: to talk about it and and support them. So it sounds like it was no accident then that you found community online and it seemed it sounds like you took to it relatively easily because you had already been practicing And feeling the benefits of being in a community of people who really care and support one another, who are not in competition, as you said, um, but want to see the best in one another. So it sounds like you were looking for it, contributing to it, feeling a part of not just taking, but also giving. Does that sound right?
1: Yeah. And it's. I think this is the first time that I've ever connected the two, but Mm. it is, yes. So what I experienced at that school were, yeah, all of those things, which then,
0: yeah, how interesting. (laughs) So I wonder, as you started our talk about being a parent and being a single parent, which, my goodness, um, I'm not a single parent, but I cannot imagine not having had my village, my husband, as well as my mom and dad who helped take care of my kids. i would never had any babysitting. They always went to my parents, no matter what. So I really can't imagine not having done such a monumental job being a parent alone. So how have you been able to think about setting boundaries for yourself? Yeah, I remember I didn't know what boundaries were
1: mm-hmm. when somebody first said, you need some boundaries. Mm-hmm. What? What's that then? And yeah, I, I don't think when my boys were growing up that I, I was very good at setting boundaries, even once I discovered that they were such a thing. Mm-hmm. And it feels that it's only sort of more recently, you know, in my, in my fifties, as they become adults, that I'm able to to have more boundaries and be more aware of, of what I need and what I want. I suppose since that question that I was asked five or six years ago about what does Alison want and being completely thrown <laughs> like who? <laughs> what? <laughs> she could want something? Yeah, it feels like this continual letting go being a parent from the moment <laughs> the moment they're born, there's always some sort of letting go and yeah so the last few years have been been about letting go of my I don't know whether it's a need or a desire to make everything okay for them and, and like I would I would do anything for my children like I am sure all mothers would it was it's like it comes with the with the role but it's at what point do I say no so it still it still is a difficult a difficult thing to do to navigate my needs over their needs and we live over 400 miles apart. so all all live very independent lives of each other but we do we do talk on the phone
0: every week And now here's an ad from our sponsor in the mood for coffee tea? yummy pastries or cool swag? My friends at Infusco have got you covered. Infusco Coffee Roasters is a cozy neighborhood coffee joint in Sawyer and St. Joseph, Michigan. Infusco stands for a healthy community. They craft irresistible seasonal drinks, sourcing local artisans' products. The flavors shine from quality ingredients and their beans are roasted on site. They do not hide behind tons of sugar. Every time I go, I'm greeted by my name with a smile. Bed service is just non-existent. It feels like stepping into a friend's living room. They keep it personal. Old school eclectic coffee mugs on the wall, fun merch, including stickers designed by artists, t-shirts, and sweatshirts. It's the perfect place to get to know your neighbors and chat with tourists. You will always find people deep in conversation. Special events keep it fresh, community. Health, the heart of Sawyer. That's in Fusco. I hope to meet you there. So how do you look at your relationship with health now and going forward?
1: I think it's changing. I suppose my my relationship with having chronic fatigue syndrome and health, I was thinking when, when you were speaking earlier about Health and I was thinking. Well, I, I don't feel I'm unhealthy, even though I have a chronic illness. I'm not unhealthy, and and that sort of like really can that <laughs> is that possible? And I was thinking, there's so many things that I do to be healthy, so I feel I am as healthy as I can be, physically and emotionally, given that I have a chronic illness
0: what are some of those ways you said that you um are a healthy person despite having uh, a chronic illness and so how are you manifesting your healthy practices in other areas of your life
1: i pay a lot of attention to what i eat and and make sure that i i eat well and i eat food that serves me well um (laughs) And and I don't drink because I know that alcohol makes me feel worse. And and sometimes it that it can feel really it can feel even more isolating because if I'm not I, I I eat very well I don't eat gluten I don't eat um sugar so if people say oh let's go out for a coffee and a cake
0: it then becomes a challenge. That is a really good point. Um. So then what? modifications have you been able to uh, use in order to still benefit from being social and going out with someone and knowing that you have to take care of your body because the chronic illness does require that you don't treat your body in specific ways?
1: Yeah, it's, it's been about adapting mm-hmm. to things that do work. So my my go-to social activity is, is a walk with with dogs and a good friend and that and there's a particular walk nearby that is is a, a level walk because I know that if I if I walk uphill it I, I can do it but it's not I, I suffer afterwards for the sort of extra exertion needed but a, a gentle stroll on a level walk which goes to the most beautiful beach and and with, with a, a good friend and just chatting, it, it is, it's, it's my tonic and I, I miss it if I don't get it. And I've been sort of nurturing new friendships here and, and find, yeah. And it takes time to get to know people and to know who I want to spend time with and the ones who don't, who don't dra- drain my energy because there's, and it's sort of becoming really discerning about, who i want to spend time with and who i'm able to spend time with because some people i just i just can't and and others like yeah i i want to be in your company and and then being able to get to a point of feeling enough trust with somebody that i can i can be honest mm. about having a chronic condition mm without feeling shame because that's mm. been that's been a huge issue over the years feeling feeling ashamed and not being able to speak about it but I'm realizing here in this very it's the smallest community I've ever lived in him <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it's true everybody knows each other and sort of I'm gradually, gradually discovering all the interconnections and and also realizing that I can stay just remain isolated or I can step into the community. And so I've I've been volunteering in the little charity shop in the village. And and that has been it's just been amazing. I just do a a ninety minute shift once a week and and there's such a variety of people who come into the shop whether they're they're locals or visitors or holiday homeowners who who are here sort of every now and then um and it it just boosts it gives me such a boost to be doing something of service and having that connection with people and then seeing people in other places like oh yeah I recognize you you came into the shop or yeah, and also the other thing that I've I've been doing, which has been a big a big step, is there's a, a Scottish country dancing class once a week. Oh, that sounds that like fun! I was invited to when 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 somebody realised that I was actually a permanent resident and not a transient,
0: mm.
1: <laughs> holiday maker or second mm. homeowner. owner. Mm-hmm. Oh, you must come to country dancing when it starts again in September, and and I was thinking, well, I. I don't think I can do that. But I just thought, Well, no, this is this is being part of the community. So the first time I went, I was like, Right, I'm just gonna go and I will I will dance for two hours <laughs> and then I was quite broken <laughs> for mm. quite a while afterwards. But it was such a lovely group of people and they were so welcoming and my face ached from laughing mm. so much. Mm-hmm and so the next week I went back and and I spoke to the teacher and said and explained that I have chronic fatigue syndrome and I really want to be here but I I can't do it all and and she was just so understanding and and she said no just sit out whenever you need to sit out and and she even she even suggested that I sat out because I was like okay I've done that I've asked and I've explained but I'm not I'm not actually going to sit out because then I'd be Drawing attention to myself or something. And, but she said, Oh, Alison, do you want to sit out now? I was like, Yes, thank you. So now, when I am able to go, I have, still haven't been able to go every week, but I can go and I've got comfortable with being, yeah, with sitting out, that I <clears throat> can, I can do that, which is something I've never done before. I've had, I've been to exercise classes where the teachers have been really understanding and they've said, it out if you can't manage it and but there's part of this like well I can manage it <laughs> I'm, mm. I'm not giving in and then not wanting to be there but this just feels so important that I want to be a part of it and and it's even like even if I just go and sit and watch I'm willing to do that
0: Well, for someone who said, um, I don't know what Allison wants and what are boundaries, it sure sounds like you have learned to set those boundaries and ask for what you want and to let go of what's not necessary, like carrying that shame or feeling like I must persist and go hard. If not, then I won't be accepted by this group of people and I really want to be here. So I just find that to be a lovely profound share and amongst everything else you've shared today. So I'm gonna ask you this final question. As a woman with wisdom and compassion um, and grace, if you were to ask, the other wise women who are in this virtual living room with us about her health about her journey with health what would that question be when did you realize that you mattered mic drop mm. <laughs> thank you thank you thank you ellison this has been a gift thank you for being here i learned a lot from you and i had a marvelous time connecting Oh, thank you so much for inviting me it's just
1: it's been so good to talk about this thank you
0: wise women stop using your body as a battlefield move from last place to first place in your life let's raise health together take the first step and visit npkhealthintegration.com for a free health questionnaire. Ready for more? Email me at npk at npkhealthintegration.com to learn more about classes and coaching. And let's start a conversation. Thanks for listening and taking this time for yourself. See you next time.